social media automation. Should we just be focused on the results and growth? Or do we need to think more deeply about the consequences of automation, the psychological part of it, or how good or bad it is? Today we're going to talk about to we're going to talk to social media automation expert Adi Ankanina about the real pros and cons about automation tools on social media platforms in 2021. She will be sharing some of the dark secrets from the black hat world and some things that can be sound pretty crazy for some people who aren't familiar with these tools. Welcome to the Controverse, episode six. And there we are. We we should recording, Tom. We should recording. <laughs> Absolutely. So yeah, you already introduced her. Let's say hello to our guest. Hello, Adi. Thank you for being here with us. Um, how are you? I'm great. Thank you, Bell and Tom. So good to see you over here and to be on your cool podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. The honor is completely ours. We we hope that it becomes cool. We don't think it's cool yet, but we know that it's at least controversial. And today we have another controversial topic that if somebody might Google you, they might think that you're just a only optimistic person all about what you do. But we found out that you might not be as uh, on the one side as it might might seem, um, you do social media automation, consulting, web scraping. You offer services for businesses who want to grow their audiences on Instagram and all these kinds of social media. What else do you do? Like maybe introduce yourself for our audience. Who are you? What do you do? What have I forgotten? Thank you, Billy. Actually, you mentioned my main topics and my main work, my daily work. Um, Basically, it's what I do for the last two years. I focused on automation, on the blanket world, if it's scraping, if it's the proxies world, if it's automation. Um, I love all of these topics. And what I also love, or like one of, one of the reasons I actually love it so much, it's like the psychology part of that. And like to see how these things are really happening and how people react to automation and to some stuff you're doing, it's pretty interesting. Uh, so mm -hmm. yeah. So some people might not understand what web scraping, black hat world, proxies, all these technological terms. What, what does that mean? That's a great question. Um, yes, yeah, so I can tell like basically automation uh, in general is to do any action you can do manually to take it to the automatically world. For example, if I want to do um, follow or unfollow on people's um, Instagram accounts, or if I want to comment on cool people's YouTube, <laughs> like yours or stuff, stuff like that. Um, scraping, it means, for example, if I want to scrape your emails from YouTube, if you have like a public email, for example, so I can actually get it manually, but I can also get it automatically. Um, so it's all about like managing your time better. Um, how I see what I can do stuff like on much like on scaling you can scale everything if you do manually you're very limited with your time and with the result you get automation is like everything so basically you let robots do some work for you so that people have more time and you have more time as well definitely like as a business owner I show like the you know, number one problem of all of us we don't have time like what about you, Tom? Have you automated anything in your work yet? No, I haven't touched any automation because I'm so scared of Instagram. <laughs> you I'm, are. I'm, I'm scared of social media in general that it wants to, uh, you know, it wants to work against me. You know, we've seen this a couple of times. We've even seen it with our YouTube channel. That's why we're on Twitch now. We, you know, it's so easy for these companies to uh, see what you're doing. And then just instantly completely nuke everything you've worked for, and then it doesn't want to show you to to the world anymore. And I've I've experienced this personally with a couple of things, like for example, Instagram. Uh, I wasn't even automating anything, but I was reusing my hashtags because I was like, okay, these hashtags work. I'm actually growing with my street photography, so this is nice. I'm gonna use the same ones. I'm gonna tag the same people because this works. I can see it, there's a pattern here. Okay, I'm getting followers, uh, and then at a certain point everything just stopped working. And you can see in the statistics, <laughs> you know, how much uh, percentage of the people that see your photo are from hashtags or from 
you know, the Explorer page or from your profile. And I went from uh, like 40% or no, sorry, even more. I think it was like 70 or 80% of the people seeing my photo weren't following me. And then the next day it was 1%. And I saw my, you know, I saw my growth completely tank all out of the blue. So that's why I'm very scared of these automation tools because I know uh, that, you know, these automation tools are basically, you know, the biggest enemy of big tech, I would almost say, you know, it's everything big tech doesn't want you to do. Uh, and it even doesn't want you to repeat a hashtag. So, you know, that's why I'm so scared of it. And that's why I haven't touched it in my life because it's, yeah, it's, it's scary. But, but now you have you have an expert who you can ask your questions. Do you have already some questions in mind that you would like to ask? Well, how how do you you know manage that that risk? Because I'm I'm sure there's some risk management going on here where you're where you're growing an Instagram account. Maybe it's an established Instagram account with that is flourishing, but you want it to flourish more based off of automation. So how do you manage that risk? You know, because even if you have 20,000 followers, Instagram might just tell you, okay, it's over for you now. What what do you do then? Like, how do you risk manage that risk? That's actually a great question. And I think it's one, one of the most common questions um, I get from like my, my potential clients or students or just people who Google about it, about Jarvi, for example. And, and yes, there is a risk. Of course, and it actually take me back to the subject I mentioned on the start about the proxies. So proxies for people who doesn't know, who don't know, sorry, it's like um, it's like an IP that can you can use um, to hide your real IP. For example, at the moment I'm in Mexico. Um, lucky me, <laughs> you're all welcome to come and join me. Very cool over here. <laughs> um, and let's say I want to show Instagram. I'm not in Mexico. I'm from the US now. Um, ah, mm -hmm. So this is what I can do. I can just um, purchase some proxies. There are many, many types of proxies. I don't know if you want me to get into details of like a 4G or data center or like there are a lot of stuff inside we can get into there or not. But it's basically what we're doing. And then you can actually hide your real ID and it's very hard to flag your activity. For example, if I will change my IP every X amount of hours. Um, so it's very hard to do it. And also, there are like some settings parts and, you know, like black at stuff, for example, let's say I want to grow your Instagram page. So I want to work on the API of Instagram. I would actually do it on the browser, on embed browser. And it's very hard for Instagram to flag activity on browser. But if I would do it on API, it's very easy. Does it make sense? So I'm just like, yeah, but I think only because I've, I've experimented with some of this stuff, um, I, I touched code and I know about these terms, like maybe for some people who might not know, hacking is uh, described in categories or ordered in categories. There's so-called black hat hacking, white hat hacking and gray hat hacking, where you're kind of in a legal zone not sure where you are or definitely legal or for good purposes <laughs> and um so i do understand it but i'm i'm also uh like i think it might be very overwhelming to to start with everything <laughs> right off the bat so maybe we can start easy with a with a quick question about what you mentioned you said according to instagram right now for example you are in in the us does it matter and like does it improve anything if you are in the us or is it just right now because of it's you know the the x amount of time now you're in us and in one hour you're gonna be in france or whatever yes so it's very important not so much the location actually it's mostly like what i'm doing in this location so for example i'm sure all of us know if i now i am i want to log in to instagram i can actually log in for my mobile to maximum five accounts, right? I cannot do it more technically. Um, mm -hmm. And here we go back to the scaling that we spoke on the start. So let's say I want to uh, run more than five accounts. Um, if I will, we use the same IP at the moment I'm using. So wait, if someone say, okay, what's going on? Like you can only do five, but if I will do just like 10 accounts on the same IP and I do some, some of like the same actions for the same hashtags or like stuff that like develops some pattern, so they will say, okay, okay, we know what you're doing. 
Yeah. Okay. So, so there's some technical things that you can do to um, kind of make Instagram think or any social media platform think that you are a legit user, I suppose. Exactly. Um, but sure, I, I get that. Um, but um, I'm, I guess I'm talking more about the, the, the psychological aspect of it, like you, like you said, of even, you know, hopping into something like this. I, I couldn't imagine myself doing that because because it's 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 uh you know it would be a giant risk in in my eyes you understand so um yeah i mean i guess there are there are technical ways to avoid it but we we never know for sure i guess right we ne never know for sure how the algorithms work or based off of what is that just based off experience that you're making these uh or that jarvis is making these decisions yeah, it's a lot of experience um, and also learning. Like, there, I don't know if you know, but there are some articles. In, it's actually Instagram and Facebook published um, to, the, to the world a few years ago about how the algorithm work, how they actually give some trust to some accounts. They have some beautiful data, actually, that they share. I don't think that a lot of, a lot of people know about it because it's pretty boring. It's like, I don't know, like 30 pages of something. Um, but yes, it is dangerous. Um, as for the psychology part, I can see it from two ways. I can see it from psychology part of like, for example, if you do it for your own account, are you actually, are you think about it? Like how you feel about someone like to use this app and also think about the other part of like people that you're doing some actions, um, interact with them automatically. So also about the psychology part of that. Well, it's more interesting, you think? Mm. I think it's more interesting probably to do it for other people because you don't have the risk for yourself, right? That's what I would guess. Yeah, like you mean like, like I mean like if you are the audience, for example, let's say I now grow your Instagram page and I'm doing some follow actions on your prospect. So, mm -hmm. like I mean, interesting like to see how normal people, like the people that will actually engage with them, they are they don't know we're doing automation or maybe some of them can think about it, but how they think about it. And we are doing, for example, follow today. And after a few days, we unfollow them. Did you try that, by the way, to do something like that? I did it by, by accident. This is also something that I wanted to get on to later, but we can also start here um, about this new platform Clubhouse, because I was introduced in a club. Um, I have mixed feelings about Clubhouse. So first things first. And then I was going to examine the the platform and somebody who i know from a professional background invited me in a room where they said 100 connections guaranteed i didn't even understand what it meant what it meant at that point of time but i just entered and then it was quite interesting in the beginning because it was kind of a virtual stage where everyone was supposed to present themselves and i thought okay cool i'm getting to know a lot of people but they also wanted you to follow each other because they were saying, hey, Clubhouse is different. The more people you follow, the more rooms you're gonna see. It's important to follow a lot of people. The more interesting people you follow, the more interesting rooms you're gonna find and everything. So I ended up jumping from five connections, like five followers and people who I follow, like real people I knew on uh, Clubhouse, to 300 people in one, I don't know, two hours. And what happened after a while is I unfollowed two thirds of the people who I followed, but I think maybe only 50 people max unfollowed me. So I kind of accidentally did it. And I understood that this is kind of a way of doing it, but I was never really a fan of it because I, I felt like it was cheap. I don't know, but maybe it's just me, but I did do, I did do it. So guilty. I guess this leads kind of into um, where you were talking about the psychology of it, right? Um, it's it's interesting to me because I saw on your YouTube comment that you know that Jarvis or or you or uh, is is really thinking about this, or it's it's been thought about because I couldn't figure out if the comment was real or not. You know we have I mean? to give the context. So how did we meet Adi? The yeah, interesting guess, thing, yeah, tell tell the story but, to the audience. Yeah, the, so we got a YouTube comment on on one of our episodes, and uh, on the social media algorithms episode that we did with Eastblock Boy, where we we're talking about social media algorithms, 
which completely nuked our channel, that specific episode. <laughs> <laughs> YouTube didn't like that. Uh, and uh, we got a comment on it, and I told Bello, hey, look, we got this nice comment from someone. And it looked really legit to me. Uh, usually when you see a, you know, an automated comment, uh, you know, it's pretty clear that it's, that it's a bot sending you something. It's like a link or click this link now to win or something like that, you know? Uh, those are obviously the really obvious ones that jump out at you. Um, but I think it's super interesting that you are actually thinking about how people perceive an automated comment and how you can make a convincing uh, automation algorithm on a large scale. You know, and and that it doesn't start to look fake. I mean, I bet there's gone a, a lot of thought into that. Yeah, can I actually do like many many kinds? One of the aspects of the automation is to do it's called like spin text to do or spin comments to do many different um, text, many different uh, types of comments. So I want to be repeat about myself, and then it's very easy to the algorithm to say, "Oh, you're doing uh, automation." Can you remind me what I actually comment on your video, please? I know Bill told me, but I forget. I think uh, it, it was something like um, very cool video. It reminds me very much of the content that Dr. Javi, aka Adi, is doing. You should check out her channel. And we were like, oh, I, I was convinced. I, I clicked on the link, checked you out, hopped on the Zoom meeting with you, and there you are. So it, it, it worked 100%, I would say. And even though we knew that it was automation, we, it was even working in a positive way, I would say. So yeah, the, com the comment said, this is cool. This explanation reminds me of the content of Adi. She's an expert in social media automation, and that is why they call her Dr. Jarvi. You should check her out on YouTube. So that's what it said. But it, it was actually pretty pertinent to the content in the video. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Because the video was about social media algorithms and stuff like that. And the comment was like perfectly in context. Of that, yeah. so <laughs> you know that's why it was so uh, was so convincing. So I wonder, do you actually look at the content of certain things that you were automating on, and based off of that, making decisions? Or because this was like on point. So is that an is that a, a um, you know is that a conscious thought that has gone into that to make the comment you know align with the context of the content that you are engaging with? Yes. And no, um, it's a bit like that because what I do, I can actually target like my comment actually comes to your channel because of the keywords you add on your YouTube channel, on your video, um, on your title. So I do, I can actually target based on these keywords. But for example, um, in your case, it was actually great, as you mentioned. I can also like comment on people who like, Someone say, it actually happened to me once. <laughs> Someone actually make a video in about like Jarvi, the tool I'm mostly using. He said like, that's a terrible tool. Don't use it. It's like this. And I just like comment, oh, such a, um, thank you for the video. Such a cool video. You can also, you know, over here it's very, it's not on point. So mm -hmm. I think this is like the part of automation because, you know, you cannot eat all the cake and be like, so thin, you will get fat at some point so mm. there's like good parts and bad stuff a uh, bad parts we do it actually was pretty well i'm happy yeah and i i can take but this the, yeah the the funny thing is that at that point we didn't use keywords at all we only started after our call someone else told me that we should use tags on our channel so that our youtube channel is searchable again through the tags and everything we did was only I think title in the in the in the in the in the browser maybe that might be the keyword that it that affected your Javi your bot, yeah. but yeah it's interesting that we you know even though if we didn't try to be in these SEO optimization thing with tags and everything even you still got attached to us somehow. Um, my question would be another question about this is it's automation or many times makes people think of artificial intelligence but it's only algorithms or are they is there some you know artificial intelligence at play as well um i think there are today yes not in like in my level but i think yesterday you have like some crazy automation stuff you can do for example on facebook or other platform with ai and they 
a bit more tricky stuff. Uh, so I think yes, but not not in my uh, area. Mm-hmm. So we also, uh, Tom, you go ahead, go ahead, sorry. Yeah, I just have another question on um, like automation makes me uh, or connects uh, is in my idea very connected and I'm, I think in many people's heads connected to uh, uh, fake growth, I guess. You can have growth, but you know, how organic is it still or how real is the growth that you're getting with automation? Uh, because I feel like uh, when you when you start using automation, it, it, it feels like to me, I haven't used it obviously, but it feels like to me you would get followers that aren't really relevant to you. Like it's the same when I uh, tried advertising on Facebook one time uh, and uh, I, got a, I, I targeted and I really worked with the targeting and everything and I got the weirdest profiles, you know, uh, liking my content. You know, some, some guy in Colombia and uh, some... So, you know, really, you know, people that were way out of my, uh, what I was looking for, right? Uh, which is also, I guess, a kind of automation, like the, the Facebook uh, advertising is a kind of automation and it's showing your, you know, your content based off of uh, an automated algorithm. So I guess this is doing something similar. So um, how are you or, or how does it work? Like, how do you make sure that your growth is organic and, and real and engaging? Great question. So what I like on the automation tools, uh, no matter if it's like LinkedIn or Instagram, or you want me to focus about Instagram or YouTube, I can talk about the uh, no, no. Just in general, like is how can your how can you make sure that the growth you're getting is uh, organic and relevant to what you're looking for? So basically what you can do, you can actually uh, scrape the data before, let's say you're doing any actions like following or unfollowing, you can scrape the data based on, um, based on some filters. For example, I can scrape only men, males, sorry, who has a uh, males who have sorry, at least like 20 posts to make a post in the last week, who have like a German name, let's say I want only German names. Um, and I want to make sure they are engaged with the hashtag IT, because for example, I have an IT company and I want to make sure they also engage with this hashtag for the last uh, 48 hours. And I know they're like pretty, if it's like, you know, they're pretty active. So I can actually filter the people I'm engaged with. Now, of course, it's still automation, you're right. So it cannot be like 100% the most pure audience, but I can tell you like around 80, 85%, it's very like this is the right audience. That much. That's crazy. It's all about the filtering, you know, like how you filter people. Or for example, on LinkedIn, you can filter people with their titles. You know, you can use the social navigator on LinkedIn. You can actually make sure you connect to the exact people you want. So it's even more easy. So how many people do you like? Is it, is it a big thing? Is, it, is there a big community in the shadows that we don't all we all don't know about, but everyone's doing it in the back, in the background, like somehow? Yeah, you know, I think that it's a very small community. This is one of the reasons I actually go to this point and not to the uh, white hat and PPC or website building and all of this nice stuff, because the black hat is like something that people don't want, they don't really want to do that. You know, it's like very risky, as Tom mentioned. You don't have a lot of information. Like, let's be honest. I actually try to learn from the best people about automation in the world, about Jarvi, about scraping, and it's very hard. To even like get to people like they have no face people doesn't want to speak about it like you know <laughs> so is yeah. that dangerous for you to be publicly telling us that you're you're going in that in this direction might you not get be easier to target um i think i think like let's say illegally um like let's say countries legal so like in united states or no more i'm, I'm not like a criminal <laughs> not yet Mm -hmm. No, sorry, I'm not. Laws um, <laughs> <laughs> <Lost> change. <laughs> after this podcast, after this podcast. Yeah. She is in Sweden. She's definitely <laughs> in Sweden. I, exactly. I would just change my IP. Like I'm basically, yeah, no, I don't think so. I don't think like, it's not illegal, that's for sure. I think it is like one of the aspects I also want to talk about here, but it is like, all of the social media platforms, whether it's like 
LinkedIn or YouTube or Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, they all know exactly about what automation software are doing and they can measure that and they can track it. It's very easy. Now, it's not a big risk for me as I see this because I think they like it. You know, we are playing for their hands. Why? Because we actually make people to use, we increase the user, um, like user, I said that, like the, the time users spend on their platforms, right? Because if we do now follow to Tom, Tom will now, oh, who is Adi? She follow me. And if I'm doing automation on a smart way, so I target Tom from a reason, not just because it's like just Tom. Uh, so I think they like it. This is why they're like fighting with that, but not really. You know, if they really want, we can just close all of the automation tools like Javi, just call them, go down or we sue you in $2 million or something like that. But they don't do it, right? No. You know. Mm, okay. Okay. So, so they officially don't. Yeah. <laughs> they they of officially have to be like, hey, stop doing it. But in the back, they're like, continue, continue, please continue. <laughs> yeah. Like, as long as it's not, you know, like there are some points, for example, I can tell you that in June 2019, all of the people who did used to do automation on Instagram, this is like the mainstream, you know, it's like not that hard. It used to be not that hard. And then Instagram said, come on, you eat so much from our cake, it's too much. And then like they do a lot of restrictions. But generally, a lot, lot of people doing it, you know, it's like dimensions. So it's like, okay. So it's, it's interesting to me because, um, obviously, you know, like you said, there is a benefit for social media platforms, uh, you know, because people spend more time on their platform. Um, but this kind of leads into my next question, which is, uh, why would someone use some external automation or the native advertising on the platform? Like I said before, the native advertising is also some kind of automation. So, I mean... In that sense, you could say that the automation tools are cutting into the revenue, direct revenue streams of these social media platforms. So that doesn't seem, you know, quite good for them. So, yeah, why would someone use an external automation tool, which is risky, uh, instead of, you know, advertising with the tools that the, autom that the social media platform offers on its own? It's a very great question. I agree with you about it. So I think that you have like... Um, for example, let's compare it. You can do a paid ad for me on any platform and say, like, buy me, buy that, click this. I can choose, I can see your ad, I like it, I not. It's not a direct connection. Or, for example, you can comment on one of my posts or do like direct engagement with me. So I think it's in, to compare between the organic and the paid advertising, it's different kind of approach and it's different kind of, of results. For example, if you would try to do a campaign to get followers, you will find out it's not that easy and it's not the same psychology that people, like the psychology journey people are making. For example, if you follow me, I just want to check you automatically. Like, who are you? What are you doing? I like you a lot. If you're just, just an ad, I don't know, I see many ads. <laughs> you know, like, you yeah. know what I mean? Um, yeah. So it's basically the result. I think that this is the part of like, also the money, if you do like paid ads to get followers, it's much more expensive. Depends which country, but most of them. Um, and I think it's like the classic way of like these kind of things. It's just like working, you know, people do it a lot of, a lot of times. My clients, for example, they do all of this kind of stuff manually. And they get to some point, they told me like, okay, I don't have time to this. I cannot scale it. I'm doing the same actions to the same people because I don't remember. I need someone. So... So follow for follow is still the the way to go in 2021 from what I'm hearing. I you should just automate it. Yes, one of the ways. And also it depends which platform. For example, in Clubhouse, I actually love the Clubhouse. I must tell you guys. Um, I don't think Clubhouse, it, I won't do follow on follow on Clubhouse because Clubhouse, especially now, it's all about value. It's all about like to connect to people that, he really wants to be with the room, like in a room with him. So, no, like for example, on Pinterest, if you do follow and follow on Pinterest, like, come on, on Instagram, it's still working, um, like the results. It's like, this is what they actually important, but not only that, you know, like I'm always telling to people asking me like, Adi, what is the best 
a way to grow on Instagram in 2021. So it's not only fall on fall, it's to do automation, it's to do paid ads, to do influencer marketing, um, to think outside the box, to do giveaway, to do more growth hacking stuff, you know, but not only one way, this part I think. Mm -hmm. So what, what does it do? Like, we, well, I want to get back to the controversial aspect of our talk, because I mean, this is very fascinating to, to hear firsthand and have an expert telling us like why it's working. Just hearing it, it's super logical. I understand it. I kind of understand now why your bot pointed us to you. And I love it because, you know, it's like a follow up to Eastblock Boys content and even more in depth. But my question is, what does it do to us? Because uh, first of all, of course, you have the psychological on how to catch somebody like, you know, he's going to be intrigued to look at my profile if I follow him and everything. But what is, you know, uh, are, are there bad aspects? Is there something that you, you think, you know, you, you would criticize about it, for example? Yes. So now we speak about the, the, the bad stuff. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes. Um, okay, so there's a, there are some disadvantages, I think, in everything in our life. And we can try to be blind for that, but, you know, it's not really working like that. Um, one thing, I think it's make us a bit lazy, automation, because, you know, um, I can automate so many stuff in my life. I can use automation tools, I can use automation software. If I want to get data, I just use scraping. So if I want to connect to people today, it's much more easy than it used to be, let's say, 10 or 20 years ago, right? So we have become a bit lazy and it's not so good to be lazy. Um, another aspect, it's like um, sometimes it can be a bit personal. Now, I also write on my post, uh, if you saw this, like, I think nothing is personal in this world. Like people, it's not about you or about me. It's like about every person you know, like it's about the world. It's how I see it. Like it's not like someone tried to do you in purpose something. It's something he, he's citing, like how is the world. But yes, like if you do sometimes people, I get it from my clients, you know, if we do follow someone and after let's say seven days, we do unfollow and you see that. So you can feel like, what? What you just did? Like, what is this? Like, am I, I'm, I, I again for you? And you take it personally. Yeah. Now, what I'm saying to in this situation, it's like, come on, we don't want people on Instagram, for example, really have the time to check who did follow and follow on them. This is not people we want to really engage with. This is how is it? But we'll always have like this percentage of people, like a few people in a while that do that. And so you can also hurt people at some way, you know. This part That's of the so interesting that you mentioned that. Yeah, it's kind of. But you, you don't even mean to, by, by, by accident, you're kind of hurting some people's feelings. Like I've, those I've were... had a personal experience with this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. And you, you, your voice even sounds heard. Tell us the story. Tell, tell, tell us. I've, I've had it happen a ton of times, actually. And even uh, a photographer that I've met in, in real life, uh, at a, at, at a, I went to a, a convention for a Fujifilm product in mm -hmm. Brussels. And uh, I met a photographer. I met quite a bit of photographers there. Some that I already knew, and some that I didn't know. And there was this one guy that I did know, but the way I knew him because is because he followed me and unfollowed me <laughs> like five times. <laughs> and I knew that this was this guy, and I actually like him and I like his photography, but I refuse to follow him <laughs> because because he keeps following and unfollowing me again. He did this like five times, but he st he stopped doing it now. But this mm. is the only reason that I I don't want anything to do with this guy, <laughs> even though I know him and I like his stuff. <laughs> Crazy. So it can't even be the it can't even create the counter effect that you lose the the people that you actually wanna attract. For example, because Tom is, for example, a very talented um, uh, food photographer. And maybe one day he wanna, you know, wants to do a collaboration in food photography. And then you might be like, no, that guy, he's good, but he's antisocial. We don't want him. Yes. You can create th these kind of repercussions, right? Okay. Uh, that's extremely interesting because it happens to me all the time. And I never understood why. 
but I, I didn't care enough about it. I don't, I just don't care about Instagram, but I see my numbers going up and down. And sometimes even I, I think Instagram is, I was thinking that Instagram was toying with me because, um, my, 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 um, fiance used to manage my, my, my phone and my Instagram. And she was like, huh? on this phone, you only have this much followers, like one or two more or less. And on her phone, I had one or two, you know, like the, the, the there was a, uh, the numbers were wrong. And I thought that I did something wrong, but now I understand it's just the nature of the platform or how the platforms have become kind of. That's, that's true. Yeah. Sorry. No, no, it's good. It's, it's, I just realized that it's, it's kind of normal. It's kind of the don't hate the game, uh, don't hate to play. I hate the game scenario. But then again, some people don't know that it, the game is going on. Like they're just in the middle, like they get run over by something and we're like, oh, sorry. <laughs> I don't like that game. <laughs> I must say actually for you, Tom, that you know what's happened to you? It's uh, not to you. Sorry, to the photography. photography sorry. It's really, I, I don't like these stories and I will explain. Um, when you know to do, for example, automation as a professional, so let's say I follow you and let's say I didn't follow you after seven days with Jarvi, if I know to set it up correctly, so your name will automatically go to a list called ignore. This list means I will never play, you know, with you again, yeah. because then you will feel yeah. like, yeah. come on, what are you like? You're follow, unfollow, but no, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Or you follow or you unfollow. So yeah. I'm sorry for that. That's how I knew his name so well. <laughs> That's how I knew his name so well because it keeps I know your name. notifications. Every time the same username. Following you. Wait, wait, I thought you followed me two weeks ago. What? What, what the hell is this? He's just trying to like, oh, I'm still here. I'm still here. I'm following you. But I'm not following you now, but I'm following you again now. Not anymore. I keep uh, seeing that name. Man, what a guy. <laughs> it's, it's it's good that your platform does not do that <laughs> because that's uh yeah not fun not fun yeah okay so he was just not a professional and he just yeah i mean i can understand if someone follows me and my content changes and they don't want to follow me after like that's fine but that like i did know, it that was drastically <laughs> yeah yeah but that was really blatant you know in that mm -hmm. case yeah uh just for context i had a street photography uh, account and then I just started posting green images with no context, no explanation, nothing. So I lost a lot of followers and some of my followers were so personally hurt that they sent me messages, some of them even long <laughs> messages about why they are unfollowing me now. Like at first I thought you would you would do something amazing, but now I had enough. I'm gonna unfollow you now, just so you know, don't do it ever again. And I was like, okay. Sorry, I didn't know that my Instagram belongs to you, but yes, <laughs> Instagram is a very personal space. Um, one question about TikTok. Can you, would you do the same things on TikTok? Because I experimented with TikTok one week. Definitely. I'm doing it also with the TikTok, not with Jarvi, actually with another software. And mm -hmm. it's even working much better than Instagram, you know, because it's all about like to all of these kind of platforms. It's all about like to get to, to do it as like they just started. So for example, I don't know if you know, but people who listen to us, but back then in let's say 2018, or even no, 18, not 19, I used to do 1000 follow actions in a day on Instagram. So my result was like, or like, Wow. Now, TikTok, it's not like 1,000, but it's not that far from that. And it's every social platform is like, as, like so new and people doesn't, don't know how to do it. So you can take advantage of that and play the game based on their rules. So yes, for your question, I, I, <laughs> I just had a, a, an epiphany. I just understand what you, what, you, what you just explained a couple of minutes earlier, like 10, 15 minutes earlier. Like following people is just like tapping them on the shoulder and be like, Hey, I exist. And they will also see you, uh, and talking about followers, like, welcome Hamsi Chion. Uh, Adi, you're amazing. Hamsi Chion is saying, Thank um, you. 
So, so it's it's kind of like they you tap people on the shoulder because it's such a crowded space that they will not notice you otherwise, right? Yeah, true. Like if you think about it, you know, like today to get people attention, think about mm -hmm. it. Like on Instagram, how many users do you have? I don't know. Like I think it's more than 10 billion. Like I don't know, so many people. And even in general, to get people attention today, we have TikTok, we have Clubhouse, we have work, we have notification, we have email, we have the Facebook, we have... So if you want to get them, to get their like eyes, or to get them to know about you, as you mentioned, you must do something differently. If I will just, honestly, and I know like people maybe will hear this and you will say like, come on, this girl, she doesn't know nothing, like she doesn't know me. I am like, people like sometimes saying like, I will upload my best content. Actually, it happened to me with many photography of my clients. They're like, it's an ass, a beautiful content. I'm a talented photographer. You're totally like that, really. Like, I'm, your photos, amazing. But honestly, it's not enough for today. Like, if you only upload content and you think that's it, people will know about you. It's not working like this. You know, so you have to think outside the box and try to, okay, what need to do to get people to know? There's one thing that I learned on Clubhouse because I've been, you know, I like to to enter these. I, I'm when we started this controversy thing, I told I invited Tom and was like, "Hey, Tom, you're always positive. I'm always negative. Let's do it together. So I will be the negative part and you will be the positive part." And our first episode already was I was positive and he was negative and I was like, "Hey, you're doing completely the opposite." <laughs> um, but so generally, I. A more a skeptical reserved person i don't close my arms or eyes i uh, if i see that i'm skeptical about something i try it out and give it a, 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 because of that a chance because i don't like it so i'm like i don't like it so i'll do it to find out if i really don't like it or if it's just a, my prejudice or something and on clubhouse i entered many 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 rooms like dating rooms tinder rooms and wherever like everything was okay my, my fiance knew about it and everything but I entered almost every room I could find. And one room was how to promote yourself on Instagram. And I learned something that also makes so much sense, but I didn't, I couldn't, I couldn't come, come, come up with that thought without somebody else telling me. They have strategies like they like content half an hour before they post and half an hour after they post. Because so they, they, the, the people who they liked will uh, will also look at them like it's kind of the same thing that you mentioned with following them and then unfollowing they just get a notification or oh, that person likes your stuff then you're intrigued to look at this stuff and be like oh yeah okay the photography of tom is not that bad i'll give him a like so all of these so strategies come together yeah it's, it's super interesting and also when now, you follow people i guess do it when you just posted something <laughs> yeah exactly yeah, exactly follow people yeah. before before you post Half an hour earlier, that's what they did. But I, I feel like it, it then, as you said, is only a game anymore. It has nothing to do with personality. But then again, I'm not sure because once you have the contact, you have established connection, you can, it, it depends on what you do with it, right? Definitely. I think like um, you get people, let's say, get people to watch your content and to see your beautiful, content, whether if like you're a chef, you're a photographer, no matter what, what are you doing in your life? And I think like it's, if you, if you know what you're doing, if you really have some value in your profile, so it's all good, you know, then people will want to keep following you and maybe like send you a message like, hey, that's a great photo. Like, oh, hey, how much this product cost? I love these shoes, you know? So I think it's all about like to do it on a way that it's not, like it's still play with the rules. For example, like many of my clients or people I'm working with asking me, can you do comments on Instagram? Automatically comments. And I'm telling them like, technically, yes, we can do this. Um, but honestly, if you're asking me, comments, it's very personal uh, on Instagram. Yeah, you do something else. But on Instagram, if you comment on people's photos, something a bit, you know, uh, I cannot make it look that real, you know, so... I think I, I wouldn't do comments, but let's say if you follow or unfollow or even do likes to people's content, how can they know if it's you or the automation tool or a VA or yeah. they wouldn't know. Mm -hmm. 
So does the automation tool, does it from my profile? For example, I have this Bello Leica account and then my Bello Leica is going to go to Tom and send a comment. Is that how it works? Yes, it's just like logged into your own uh, profile and from your own profile, it sends the comments or the likes or the, which any action you can do manually, you can do automatically. Mm -hmm. But isn't there something like a block, for example, from Instagram, if they realize you just sent 1000 comments in one minute, they're going to block you because you're spamming? That's that's a great uh, point. You're right about that. So this is where like the the experts come into the photo. So if you just do too much, how it depends how many actions you're doing per minute, per hour, per day, what are the intervals you're using, how you change the amount of actions. It's all about like to look human. It's also why I like this a uh, it's quite like a game, but I like this like to do this my job. Because it's also mm -hmm. like thinking. You need to think about what you're doing. You, don't, you cannot just like do as you mentioned and just comments and go to sleep, right? Somebody will mm -hmm. get blocked and people will also like report your account, yeah? So you don't want that. Mm, I see. Um, I, I don't know if you if you have a question and you're just polite and let me do all the questions, Tom. But I have one more, but if you have one, I would let you go first because... Go for it. Okay, okay. Um, this semester, I've been experimenting a lot with AI narrow AI, so not uh, AGI, but um, um, what we came, we, we, we got our hands on GPT-3. Maybe you've heard about it. If not, it's a very, um, very, very potent natural language processing model. Um, and I'm thinking, like just speculative thinking, do you think it would be like, I, I think... I'm sure it's technically possible, but do you think it would be good to do something like create your system that actually has somehow a character that it can reply to replies of people? Or maybe can you, for example, if you have a, a bot that sends me a message and I'm like, oh, wow, like the comment that you had on our channel. If we were to reply to that comment, like, oh, thank you, so-and-so, How, who are you, by the way? And can I get in touch with you? Would that bot be able to talk to me? Yet? And, yeah. Sorry? Uh, you mean... Uh, yeah, no problem. You mean like, not to do like the, the reply to comment, to say, I comment on your video, um, love it, such a cool one, check mine, and then you want like the automation tool will reply to my comment and say, oh, thank you for this great words. You are welcome to something like that. Or you mean like, like to develop a conversation like a chat? What do you mean? Yeah, to, to develop a conversation like a chat. With, would, is that possible with the system you're doing right now already? Um, yes, kind of. Um, on Instagram, actually, but it's very limited. It's not something that it's like so... There are some bugs with that, but... I must actually tell you and to all of the people who are watching us and listen. So I don't know if you know, but you for sure know. Do you know ManyChat, right? What? ManyChat? ManyChat? No, never heard of it. Sorry. I like seeing like everyone, you know, these people are seeing like everyone is my head, you know, like, you know what I'm like, sorry. So uh, ManyChat, yeah. it's like, um, a, it's a chatbot platform that it's actually an official partner of Facebook and Instagram. Um, it's like ah. very, very cool. This is what the people or most of the people have on their business page. Now, I just want to let you know mm -hmm. that very, very soon, they already launched the beta, the beta of that, sorry. You can build a chatbot on Instagram, like you can do on Facebook page. So you can do it on, you will, you can actually do it on, on Instagram pages. And that actually mm -hmm. can like, for example, develop a conversation on the chat. On the comments, not exactly. You can just do like automatically reply. Um, mm -hmm. But for example, I can give an idea for a funnel. If someone replies on your videos, you can reply to his comment and send him to your inbox to send you a message and then the chatbot, you know, mm -hmm. like this stuff. You can actually do it on Facebook. But, yeah. but I think, you know, you're working with APIs most of the time and you're, you're getting the com comment, right? So technically, uh, GPT-3 is also only or, or has an API where you could just push the comment to GPT-3, and then it could context-based generate the answer. 
and post another comment. So I think technically it's possible. And the, the scary thing about GPT-3 is the answers are so quote unquote human. Like if you know how to, to tweak the parameters, right? You, you can actually, it's sometimes hard to distinguish how, uh, like if it's a chatbot or not. Um, I'm good. If you guys are interested, I'm going to send you afterwards a link where you can test it. Um, but the thing is, I'm, I have to limit it to less than five people per time. Mm, otherwise I have to officially ask for permission and everything, but I can send the link to you guys and you can test it out because we're going to take it down soon. And I'm thinking if we had a system like that, do you think it would be good to, to, to use it or should we hide it in the box? Because I know that technically it's possible. Um, very good question. I think it's all of this stuff. Uh, the problem starts when it's very uh, mainstream and everyone can do it, right? Because then if you like, give the people the power to do it, some people can use it very good, like you. And some people like the photography with Tom, they can just hire someone who can just like <laughs> use it and like, you don't know how to use it, so like, you know. <laughs> Mm. Um, I'm not sure. I think like maybe after testing it for a while, what I like to do is like to test this kind of things, understand how it's working, and then maybe like yes, to share it with people, but not just to share it, to share it with a guidance, like what to do, how to do, because we don't want eventually all of these social platforms. We don't want to spam people. We don't want we don't want them to become our own enemies, right? It's not a goal. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think mm -hmm. at some point to share it. Okay. Um, I'm looking at the clock and officially we have eight minutes, no, seven minutes left, but, um, I don't know if we, if we already talk about everything. I don't know if, if, if we, we could from, you know, uh, if you ask me, we can also continue, but we could also go, uh, slowly wrap it up. My question is about the last question, maybe, and then you guys can decide whether you want to go on or not. Um, my question is, where do you see these technologies and trends are going in the future? Because obviously nowadays everyone wants to be an influencer, uh, influencer, everyone has an Instagram profile and it's kind of strange that those people who have big numbers, um, are not, not, not like gods. I don't want to use big words, but you know, small prince and princesses they don't do anything special. Maybe they, you know, have nice images, but they did man. Some people just did the follow for follow game and all of a sudden they are important. So does it, uh, how, what, what's your perspective on, you know, what's going to happen in the future based from your uh, perspective? That's a big question. Well, <laughs> um, if I will be honest, uh, and I always like, like to be honest, I think that, in, in the near future, we will see that like on this year and 2022 and like on the next few years, if people won't play the game with like like tools like that, and it's not only one way, yeah, you don't have to do this. It's like, um, like you can continue without it. But I think if the people who don't try to do this kind of stuff, like automation, like growth hacking stuff, like even to consider that or to develop their own system or their own methods, to grow faster, they will left behind, right? Because let's say I now go to your Instagram page and I see only have 100 followers. Automatically, psychology in my head, I'm like, eh. well, even if you're like the most talented person in the world and you're like, wow, you're like amazing, the number are actually count. Now, of course, today people are not stupid and they can know if you purchase followers. It's something I'm not really recommend to do at all. So. If you're asking me, the automation will keep developing, developing, so it will be hard to flag it even more. More people will want mm -hmm. to do that. And if someone sees us and asking yourself, wait, this, so maybe I need to work in that. Maybe I need to do what you're doing and I will have great work for all of my life. So my answer to that would be definitely yes. Like the world totally going for the for both automation in social media, yeah, in, in life. So I think it will be just a must. I guess I have one one uh, concrete question um, about uh, choosing what to target, right? Because you know we know that you can uh, be very specific 
about um, who or which kind of profiles you want to be targeting, right? Um, what is the process? Like, can you describe shortly the process of how you decide uh, which kind of profiles you want to engage with? Yeah, sure. So basically, I mostly do it with two ways. The first way, let's say, um, I will continue with the photography because it's very easy for me. Uh, let's say you are photography in, in New York and you are photography of only, not only, but mostly wedding. Just an example, you photography of wedding. So I would ask you to tell me, Tom, who are the photography in your area, in New York, who also making um, wedding photography? And they have great Instagram page with a lot of followers and traffic and say like, oh, this guy, I want to be like him. And his audience is my audience. So the first step, I will filter these people and based on your, for example, if you want only women, so their followers, or only men, and this stuff. And the second step, and this is something that a lot of people don't do because it's like very easy just to focus on your competition or on your colleagues. But if I want to take it to another step and to be even like smarter, I can tell, okay, what is your avatar? Your avatar, it's like a woman. She's like, mostly the woman, I think, the decision is like 30 years old. She's from New York. Okay, so which restaurants she's eating? Uh, which clubs she hang out? Um, what are like the top, you know what I mean? Like even to think outside the box. I always like to think outside the box yeah. and not just to go for a competition. Sure. Like that. So you make, you make a profile of your ideal customer. I guess. Exactly. We talked about it. Remember, talking yeah. about personas. Nice. This this is so interesting because you you do you do kind of the work of design what designers do as well. I thought it's kind of the modern way of marketing. Is it would you would you say that this is the new marketing methods? Um could be, yes, I can call it like that. It's very <laughs> it's great words. Um I think it's it's very modern. And I think this is why it's so excited about it, right? Because it's not something so classic and generic, like to do paid ads or to do this kind of stuff. And yeah, I think it's like if you combine everything, you know, like this, this kind of marketing, the classic marketing, everything together, you're like, no one can beat you, you know? Yeah, I see because it's so I, I now I understand why you talk so much about the psycho psychology and everything because it is so much psychology. It is um how, how it's um social engineering, isn't it? Definitely. <laughs> Sounds funny, but yes, you know, like I didn't even mention that something that we're doing on a weekly base, for example, we actually measure how many people follow us back based on the competitor's account and based on specific aspects or locations. And then what we do, we do optimization based on this data. You have so much data. So for example, maybe competitor A give me 20% follow-back ratio and I get a lot of followers from him, but competitor B give me only like 2%. So goodbye and let's go with this one. You know what I mean? Like it's all about numbers, mm -hmm. psychology and mm -hmm. play the game. Wow, wow. Wow. And it's it's crazy that how long has this been going on? Years, you know, like I think Java existing a lot of times. There's another tool that I'm not allowed to share in public. <laughs> they don't share this kind of stuff, but I think it's like more than eight years in total about like these kind of tools. And it used to be much more easy, much more mainstream. Like everyone do it, everyone speak about it, you know. With the years, I think it's the social platforms understand how much money they're losing, and then they start with restriction to make it harder. And today, the amount of people who really know to do this is very low. Even the amount of softwares you can do this kind of stuff is very low. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. That's what I wanted to ask. I thought, like, okay, Java is maybe one of 1,000 tools, but it's, it's like a tiny niche at the moment. Definitely, like the amount of people doing that, I don't like to say numbers, I think maybe, I don't know, like maybe my community can help me with that. Like we have like the Facebook community of Java with like 7K people. I think it's a few hundreds mm -hmm. of people, hundreds or maybe, I don't think, maybe thousands, but it sounds a lot for me. 
really know what to do it, you know, not just like automate one or two accounts or like making a business of this. So not a lot, mm-hmm. maybe thousands, but not, I don't think more than wow. that. Crazy. Did you also grow this community with the help of automation? I like this question. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's all funny. Like, you know, people ask me, so how it's how your community is like 7K people in like in a year and a half, something like that. And no, you know, they over there on Facebook, I just put a lot of content. Days, nights, you know, how it's and people join and join their friends. So not no automation over there. Not yet, yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's a that's a great way to to grow these days on on social media and even as you know uh, as an influencer I suppose is is just you know like you're doing you're giving you know you're obviously giving value to people right you're educating and uh, you know I, I feel like educating is something you know that we need to do more mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. it, it you know and people you know uh, will will follow you if you do that and will keep coming back to you and and. They will give give you value back if you do that. So, uh, yeah, I think it's nice that you're doing that. Yeah, I think this is a nice closing uh, sentence. If we want to close, we have to decide now. I I think we 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 I would love to talk to you so uh, way more, but I think maybe it would maybe be like two hours or so. So maybe we could go on for a bit, or if you would be on board, we could maybe do another episode with you. In a different date, if you if it if you have the time and if you liked what we did here, I, I yeah. guess we let you decide. How do you feel? Is there anything that you would want to bring up that we haven't touched yet, and that should definitely be mentioned? Um, you talked about so many things. I try to think if I like something. Else. <laughs> <Anything>. <laughs> um. No, I think actually we talk about everything. I also don't want to make it, you know, like too much because I know it's a lot of information and many people like don't are not familiar with all of the things we just mentioned. And there, by the way, there are much more. I only, yeah. <laughs> this is like the, just the basic, just the start. Yeah, there's Top like, of the iceberg. Exactly. That's, I, I, I can already see that. I, I would love to ask about the stuff that you're not allowed to talk about, like in you know, like see how far we can, how much we can get out of you. But I will not go in there today. Um, then maybe if it's okay for you, I would say, let's, you know, wrap it up for today. And we're gonna have you back uh, with, you know, part two soon. Um, uh, not in the next episode directly, but uh, I will get back to you. I don't know, in maybe two or three weeks, something like that. But we'll stay in touch if, you know, if we're all okay with it. Tom, Adi. Absolutely. You're always uh, you're always welcome to join us again, uh, of course, Eddie. And thank you for your time today on this call. Thank you. It's been amazing. We learned so much. Sorry, sorry, I, I talk too much. No, no, sorry. It's like my the Mexico the Me- internet in Mexico. By the way, it's not the best for all of you who <laughs> consider. Um, yeah, I actually upgraded to the 200 megabyte, but Mexico it's not like you know Europe. It's just like or United States. It's not that fast. The 200 megabytes is on the way. <laughs> um, yeah, so thank you so much. Actually, it was so much fun because I don't know if you know, but also on my YouTube, on my community, I always speak about technically stuff and like how to do things, how, 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 but not about why and all of like this part. So it's very, makes me fun, not like a lot of fun to speak about this aspect. And I hope the people who watch us like get some value. And you know, like what I like about automation, Maybe it will sound a bit nerd, or maybe you think like this girl, she's taking a lot of stuff and she's not with that, but that you can actually take this to the real life. You know, like everything that you're actually doing, you can scale it, you can make it better, you can like put more thinking about it and it will be totally different. You know, even if it's like just to wash the dishes, wait, let's think about it. <laughs> you know, like maybe you do it in a smart way and a lot of stuff like that. And mm-hmm. so thank you so yeah. much. It was great, guys. And I'm looking forward to our next episode on the future. Um, nice. And thank you. Yeah, yeah, maybe next time we can talk about uh, the philosophy of real life automation, of you know automation in real life, <laughs> and what you think about that. Because obviously you've been thinking about that as well. Very interesting topic. <laughs> yeah, how much of your life is automated and stuff? Don't answer yet. Don't answer yet. But yeah, okay, we will definitely talk to you again. See you again and. I'll, I'll just say thank you and shut up and let Tom do the outro if he wants, because that's, yeah. Sure. Bye-bye. Well, thank you very much, Adi. 
for joining us today. Thank you for listening uh, to the people who were here. And we will see you in the next episode of The Controverse here on twitch.tv slash The Controverse or thecontroverse.eu. And I want to ask Adi, where can we find you? Where can the listeners find you? Um, on Facebook, actually, today I got my Instagram again. I did some. <laughs> I have also Instagram. It's not that uh, active. Um, but Facebook, actually, my profile or the community or Clubhouse, uh, LinkedIn also. So, yeah, just write my name and you, you will find me for sure. We'll, find, we'll add your links to the description. And I forgot to mention one thing, Tom. We, last time we forgot to turn off the stream and we decided to do a after stream, <laughs> you yes. know? So, for anyone who is watching, also you, Adi, if you are interested and still have time, we're gonna, you know, have a small uh, after stream talk. How did we like it? Talk about what we talked about, I guess. Um, so you don't, you don't have to. You're invited if you want to. And yeah, okay. Yeah, cool. for the people on Spotify uh, who are listening back to this uh, and on Apple Podcasts, if you're listening back to this, we will have. Uh, if you're watching live, you will get the perk of, you know. Uh, seeing the little after talk that we do after the podcast. So we did this last time accidentally where we didn't stop the stream. We were talking, oh yeah, how did you like it? And <laughs> stuff stuff started happening and we were just talking casually. So uh, we're going to do this after every podcast. It's something new we're going to do. Uh, just a short uh, little after talk. So if you want to be there for that, make sure to be live here on twitch.tv slash the controverse. Uh, so yeah, for the people on Spotify, we're going to have to leave you now. Thank you very much for listening. And we'll catch Bye. you later. Bye-bye.